This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Andrew and Kate, welcome to the pod show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cheers. Cheers. It's, uh, it's a cheers moment. Topo Chico did not sponsor this pod show, <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe one day they will. Yeah. Maybe they'll see how awesome it is and, and, they'll, and they'll do it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're, when you're toasting, this is a little known fact, you're supposed to make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Yep, look in the eyes. Seven years of, mm. yep. you know. And Topo Chico is, is, is the perfect age. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's so ex- I'm so excited to have you all on the show. Yeah. And uh, partly because we're going to talk about it in a minute, your travel and what you guys do on your personal vlog and on YouTube. Uh, but also because I feel like y'all are more interesting now than I didn't know. There's things about you I didn't know. And like the, for the fact that y'all met in Australia, but you're both <laughs> from America. Mm-hmm. And that's also very interesting. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Andrew Grekoff is on the team here at XO. He's a mighty man in the in the media department. Mm-hmm. He he does a, quite a bit. Most of the people here at XO wear multiple hats. I think yep. you ha- I think you have a plethora of hats that you hats. wear as well. Yep. And uh, and so you're a strong strong member of the team. Do a lot here, and you're kind of quiet. So you won mm-hmm. an award. We had a Christmas yes. party, and he won an award <laughs> as being the nicest guy yep. at XO. Uh, and so I was very, it was very unassuming to think that you have this life outside of work that's jet setting and going around and, and having this wonderful adventure with your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your wife, Caitlin, works for Visit Dallas, yep. which I shout out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a shout out, Bell, for those of who are wondering. Uh, uh, Visit Dallas, which is an amazing uh, role as well, there to kind of help orchestrate people's experience when they're coming into the city. And Absolutely. I want to know more about that. But w- welcome to the to the show. I want to I want to dive into all of that. Uh, but first and foremost, kind of talk to me about your life now. Like, what what where do you live? Um, what's your daily life look like? Like, what's going on in your world? Yeah. So we we live pretty close to uh, Dallas Fort Worth Airport um, in Las Colinas area. Um, so just in between Fort Worth and Dallas, kind of pretty close to here, probably 15 minutes. So um, yeah, uh, it's super nice to have that airport so close. I think that's one thing that we really wanted to do like in our life was to live close to an international airport just so that we could like we do on our youtube channel we um jet jet set on (laughs) weekends uh either to uh we've been to seattle we've been to a bunch of different places over the weekends so we we try to take specific time to travel um short periods of time because we live so close to the international airport and that's Mm -hmm. been super nice Mm -hmm. so And I'm from Louisiana originally, and so this was just about four hours down the road. We moved to Texas about three years ago. So um, I've always loved the Dallas area coming here, and of course it's my favorite airport. So it doesn't hurt that we get to go there and then to easily fly to visit his family in Iowa. And then we can just go to New York for the weekend or New Orleans for the weekend. doesn't really matter. We just have everything we want here during the week and explore the world as we go yeah mm-hmm. again i mean i've i've seen you all around you're very much behind the scenes but mm-hmm. when i saw your your youtube uh content y'all were in front of the camera you are bringing your trips <laughs> yeah. to life it was, a, it was a new experience so it's exciting for me to, to to get to know you i feel like i'm getting to know you more 
even on the show, mm-hmm. just kind yeah. of exploring it. Uh, so visit Dallas. I want I want to just ask you a couple questions on that. Yeah. So on your daily uh, job there, what what is your role? How are you? you know, utilized at Visit Dallas and, and is the city doing well? Are you finding that people are coming in and that it's sure. it's, a, it's a good time for Dallas or is is it just a madhouse because everyone's Always moving Always a great time to Dallas. No, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm the digital marketing manager there. So I manage all of the website and content creation calendars for um, the city. So we exist to promote um, hotels, stays for visitors. So we're there to give information to tourists and conventions um, conventions and visitor centers, stuff like that. Um, so my job gets to do the fun leisure side. So if you've got family coming in for the weekend, I can tell you everything there is to do and what you should be looking forward to in the future. Like state fair of Texas is a huge thing, but overall travel is coming back like so Mm -hmm. big. We actually have now passed 2019 numbers for this year. That's awesome. So we're not just like, oh, crawling back from COVID. We are above what we were doing before, just with there's so many hotels popping up. There's so much to do. So many new restaurants and businesses are really bouncing back. Yeah, it's good. awesome. I can see that when I'm around town to oh, some yeah. degree. Is there truly a rivalry between Dallas and Fort Worth that you see with Visit Dallas? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It feels because that way. Dallas More is just Houston, better. No. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it's the actually, well, we, we play we play along well, but um, there's definitely the Dallas-Houston. So is there a version of you over in the Fort Worth, uh, Dallas, or the Fort Worth visit oh, visitation yeah. center? Oh, yeah. Killing it, running their website. They're doing a great them? job. Uh, we do a lot of collaborations for international marketing, so we kind of come together for that. Which is funny. So the, the makeup of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is, is really interesting because it is huge just mm-hmm. in terms of landmass. Oh, yeah. And you've got, um, you know, just different suburbs and different parts. I mean, if you go to Arlington, Arlington's a big city. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have all these cities trying to you know, play w- with one another, and they do. Mm-hmm. Everyone does a good job. But there is, if you go to Fort Worth and you talk about Dallas, it's like, those guys are so snobby. Uh-huh. <laughs> you go to yeah. Dallas, it's like, those guys are so country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so it's yep. a funny it's a funny uh, playoff. But if you're living yeah. here, like I live in South Lake, in the middle of them, I like both. Absolutely. Uh, I go to Dallas for date nights all the time because they have fun restaurants and all mm-hmm. these sorts of things. But you go to, to Fort Worth, for also really cool things. And you, you don't know. have to fight for parking over there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, true. it's getting worse, you know, oh, in no. terms of, of being busy as well. So that's great. I, I'd, I'd like, I'm glad to get to know you more because I really have spent more time with Andrew. Mm-hmm. I've never yep. really sat down and had a conversation with, with what you do over there uh, firsthand. So that's great. So how, how did you meet? I want to I know the story of how you met. Uh, well, I'm from Iowa. She's from Louisiana. We both got called to go to Hillsong College in Sydney, Australia, and there's two campuses there, and we both chose the city campus. So that's kind of where we 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 didn't know each other before we, we came. We didn't know we each other. Yeah. So technically we, met on Facebook through a Facebook group of incoming mm-hmm. students. So we kind of chatted before. Yeah. I mean, we. This guy was trying to impress Skype. me with his uh, love of Toms. He was like, I was yes. the first one oh, wow. in I had more in my did, college so to like wear Toms. Cooler. I went to a Toms so, phase. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good old 2011. Yeah. So we just met each other. We kind of we're around the same friend group mm-hmm. and we just kind of came closer together over the that course of time. Yeah, we're also studying the same thing. We're both in uh-huh. um, Hillsong College studying um, pastoral leadership for youth ministry. So we were both serving in like the young adults, like seventh graders pretty much together. Mm-hmm. So we had same stuff going on, same friends going on, same interests. Yeah. And we so. just kept hanging out all the time. One yeah. thing led to another. And about six months later, this guy asked me out. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> they had a one year no dating policy. Yep. And which I was they like, changed. Oh, this is sad. And then they changed it to six months. And 
Yeah, I mean, there was you cheering. can judge us because <laughs> we were that Christian couple yeah. that goes to Christian college and finds their wife. People but. did joke it's Hillsong <laughs> Bridal College. Yes. Um, That's fine. So I mean, there's Christian <laughs> too. I mean, there's other places to meet Christians. Absolutely, yeah. It is funny when you travel all the way around the world. Yeah. to meet your spouse. Yes. It's constantly then, part of the story of like, oh, I met my husband in Australia. He's Iowan, yes. but <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're more likely to get a Southern accent or something like that in yeah. Sydney, Australia at that Bible college because there was more Americans than Australians, I would Absolutely. say overall. Like I, I lived with, I was probably, I had the most, I had Uruguayans yeah. that lived with me in there, but it like most of the college students were Americans. So what was the draw there? What was the draw to Hillsong College? You probably have a greater story than I do. I I went to a Hillsong United concert and I loved the worship. I loved um, they just passed out cards right before or right at the end of their concert and I took one. I was right at the time of my life where I had just finished two-year school and was like, should I go to my four years like four-year education or should I do something different in the gap? there so I was interested and that mm. that's what kind of drew me but she had like six eight years of <laughs> prayer and planning. So I'm two years younger but so I was in high school when I was looking for what I was wanting to do where I was wanting to go to college and I knew I wanted to do something before starting the typical university and I'm a musician I've always played piano and sang and so I was playing with my church band and Mia Fields was one of Hillsong United's writers mm. um, from the church in Sydney and she was like a guest musician with us for the one week and so I got to talking to her and she was like you should really look into Hillsong College like you're really you know talented and you're really into you know learning and growing your faith so look into this maybe before you take your next step and looked into it and immediately like felt that tug of like mm. this is what I'm supposed mm. to do it's awesome yeah yeah that's good you don't have a Cajun accent at all. I don't know what part of Louisiana <laughs> you're no from. So I'm from North Cajun. Louisiana. Okay. I typically say thank you when people don't say you don't sound like you're from Louisiana. Well, I've got but friends that from yeah. Monroe, Louisiana, in that hey, area. Hey, yeah, that's where I'm from. And uh, and and then further south, uh, and further south you go, I can't understand them. Oh yeah, no. I had I went to my first year of four-year university in Lafayette where my roommate was so Southern and Cajun that she'd start talking on the phone to her grandparent and you just full yes. French. Yeah. I don't yeah. know no. what you're saying. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but, but Jackson, I would never have picked Louisiana, mm-hmm. Iowa. I don't know what the accent is from yeah. Iowa. Uh, I didn't think I had one, Yeah, but he she always, always said I does. had one. But once I came to Texas and Louisiana, I'd realized how thick of an There's accent lots of it actually O's. is. Don't yes. you know It's almost Canadian or Wisconsin. <laughs> is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, lots it's of very yeah. like Diad. Yeah, betcha. Diad and Diad yeah. and things like that. Like it's this accentuated, yeah. We're on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a different way of speaking, and I didn't know I had one, but I realized at some point that I did. Yeah. And it's kind of worn off, I think, a little bit more, but I still bit. say yeah. Yeah. And look it. <laughs> well, uh, so Hillsong, uh, I've known people that have gone to Hillsong, but I just watched, we talked about this before the show started, just watched a docu- documentary on Hillsong. It was it was interesting. Whenever I, I, I come across uh, a documentary that's a little bit more of a hit piece, you know, just trying to tell a story from one angle, uh, I'm very careful. So I thought, I thought a lot of the, the, the production was centered around finding people who were disenfranchised, that were angry, that were bitter, and putting a microphone in front of their face and saying, hey, just spit, spit all that out on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stuff about Carl Lentz was not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was, that was very much a uh, telling 
um, thing about his character, what he mm-hmm. was doing, because they had the woman that he had an affair with on camera telling mm-hmm. the story, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just not good uh, for a leader like that to have yeah. that kind of thing showcased. And then they talked a lot about the college. Right. One of the episodes was about mm-hmm. the college. They interviewed uh, a lot of people there on campus. And again, most of the people were just the people that they, they wanted to interview because they had a story to tell sure. about how they'd been wronged by the, mm-hmm. by the college. So I felt like they they really just put this thing on 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 Netflix. Where I forget, no, where did I watch that? Uh, Discovery Plus Discovery is where Plus. I watched right. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, they just put it up there because it's going to be, you know, uh, people have an appetite for drama sure. and, yeah. and for, for uh, all this sort of toxicity in church world and, mm-hmm. and, and re- unveiling that. So I felt like it was, it was gross at the end of the day. I, I did not like it. I thought Brian Houston, the, the stuff about his dad and Carl Lentz was probably the, yeah. the meatiest part. Mm-hmm. But y'all were there. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't attend, so I'm watching it just through the, through the screen. Uh, tell me about your experience there. What, what, what about Hillsong made it um, good, and did you see anything that they, they talked about in the documentary? I know y'all just watched the, the mm-hmm. trailer for it, but did y'all see any of that there? I would say mostly it was a really great experience, truly. Uh, You get so much foundational teaching and background to why you believe what you believe and gives you the tools to either go forward in full-time ministry or just as a Christian out in the workplace, leading others to God through the gospel, through the way you're living and through the way you're speaking. Um, So it really gives you background on that. I think there were some classes and some teachings that was like, maybe that's... Maybe that shouldn't be a grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe we should just evangelize or whatever. Sure, but overall, yeah. like there was no like, oh, red flag. This is weird. Like there, mm-hmm. it truly to me felt like Andrew had some moments where he felt like he was being parented because he was an older student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a, like a 21 year old, I was coming in 18. I'm fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. What do I know? Sure. You're telling me to sign all these papers and do all this stuff, which are totally ethical papers. I, mm-hmm. I stand by it. Um, but, you know, you have some coaches type people of like coaching you along, making sure you're doing OK, like mm-hmm. overall. Um, so that felt fine to me. But to other older students, it felt a little overbearing, which I can understand. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was pretty much the only thing that I I would say I wouldn't, when we were kind of talking about, like, if we'd ever want to go back or something, like, back before, like, if you, like ever five, six years yeah. ago, we were talking about it. But it's, like, it. I felt like being parented a little bit just because there's so many strict, you know, uh, there was no drinking, no yep. um, dating, no, like, certain things like that. It just felt, and there was sometimes when it just felt like um, not doing certain things would cause some kind of repercussions, but it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. anything extreme. Like, More like a, if you didn't show up to an extra worship night right. in the Hills campus, which was like a 40 minute bus ride away, mm-hmm. then it would sometimes be questioned of, well, why not? Like you should right. care more, but it's like, we got to work, yeah. <laughs> got to yeah. pay for the Sydney Other apartment somehow. <laughs> but yeah. Cause I, I had a part-time job. So if I didn't show up, they go down to each one. Did you go to this? Did mm-hmm. you go to this? And, and it's like, Oh, they're going to come to me and then I'm going to get chewed out. Yeah. <laughs> so, but overall, like the biblical education was wonderful. The leadership training was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, I think part of the issue that some of these students have is that they were training leaders before they really knew how to be leaders and they trusted Mm -hmm. like student leaders to lead younger, not trained leaders. Mm -hmm. I think that that causes some issue because they Mm -hmm. don't know how to lead very well. So they feel like 
either they're really like bad leaders that are trying to lead them and they feel like overpowered and by the leadership but the yeah. the pastors and the i mean at least at the church that we we were at it was fantastic the pastors we, the teaching there's it. still some of my favorite teachers mm-hmm. robert ferguson if you ever yes, look up any fantastic. of his stuff one of the best teachers of yes. all time i think he's wonderful and he teaches preaching classes and everything but yeah. i think there's some students that um are also new baby christians and weren't ready for the amount of immersion yeah. that it you know if people are like oh it felt like a cult it's like well i grew up in church yeah. like it's just i loved being here i loved being part of the community and if you're not used to that level of community and that amount of people caring about you and guiding you and mm-hmm. teaching you then it might feel overwhelming yeah yeah the narrative was a lot about how brian houston wanted to build an empire yeah and that he had this slick way of getting people to buy the music buy merch sign up for the college mm-hmm. and it was all a marketing put people in a funnel and get them there and just sell them more mm-hmm. and just that's that's kind of the way they portrayed him was that he came right. He was doing the church there, and he visited America and saw how everyone mm. here was mm. doing it, and he took that back. And, uh, like, Darlene Sheck, they made her seem like she was just some actress that they hired to kind of oh, come yikes. in and, you know, be a, be a, a singer and a yeah. stage performer. I just thought that was really gross because that's not the some – of my, some of my most powerful worship experiences have been uh, at, the, at the hands of the worship leaders yeah. at Hillsong. I mean, mm. their, their music – changed my life it changed yeah. the way i worship yeah and to discredit that somehow i just felt like that was really not good yeah. like i said if i if i was telling somebody just writing a review on it i would say overall it was just a disgusting hit piece mm-hmm. trying to uh, put put a stain on something that didn't need a stain on every part of it yeah. right. they need to deal with the leadership issues there yes. there are some massive mm-hmm. yeah. leadership issues and there's a history there with um with brian's dad that's mm-hmm. that's just not good yeah and then that, that's unfortunate but but for Discovery Plus to take an opportunity mm-hmm. just to get more clicks and likes or yeah. more, more eyeballs on the screen, uh, I don't. I never like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's nothing new. And Brian, that's yeah, that's not the new thing that really gets me is that 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 whole scandal and the, I mean, obviously his father was a pedophile, and he he says that he's said that for years. He said it on stage, and he'll denounce it as he, in the same sentence. Yeah, I mean, he he's not hiding it. The, yeah, yeah. preached from the stage, said that his father was a pedophile. It, like he knew that all the things that his father had done and he was very clear about it mm-hmm. overall and it's just like they just have another opportunity to try to bring that up like With obviously the likes of another affair it's perfect time to right bring it like it's new info yeah it's like the leadership the, the leadership does hurt i think the bigger you get i i think sure. that's kind of a situation that is like once they started coming over here and they they started having churches outside of what they could actually control and mm-hmm. maintain and just be able to have oversight on their pastors. They, they kind of lost control. They sure. lost kind of the, like they were just giving money and just saying, mm-hmm. here you go. Like, well, in, in the documentary, they make it seem like they set Brian Houston set up Carl Lentz because Carl Lentz was getting too big and yes. overshadowing Brian Houston. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he, he wanted him to fail. He mm-hmm. wanted him to have a moral failure. Mm-hmm. It's a very so, not churched approach to yeah. looking at that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they, but again, the only people that yeah. only evidence they have are people that are disgruntled or, yeah. you know, somebody that yeah. had a, a bad experience mm-hmm. going, you know, I could, I could, because of Brian's personality and yeah. because of things that he said, I really believed that, you know, he had it out for Carl because Carl was getting way too big. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they would show, you know, all these scenes of Carl speaking in front of all these audiences. Carl Lentz was a good looking guy with a yeah. great personality yeah. and an amazing speaking style. Yeah. 
so obviously God couldn't use that, but also Satan uh, can use that as well. So right. I, I, I'm, I was floored when we watched the documentary, and so when I whenever I heard y'all both went to college, I was like, that's interesting. That's that's, yeah. that's an interesting experience yeah. to have sort of firsthand knowledge on on what all happened there, but also what it was like, if any of that's valid or yeah. not. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. just kind of makes me sad in general, just the that these two or these these leaders have hurt. I mean, just because of all this has happened and that their moral failings, it doesn't discount all of the good work that Hillsong has done sure. over the years and all the lives that they've changed. And uh, that just kind of makes me sad because there's so many great pastors and so many great leaders that are still pastoring today. The the pastor that's coming in to kind of be the global senior pastor oh, is yeah. fantastic. Um, Phil Dooley from South Africa mm-hmm. is a fantastic pastor. So I'm I'm sure they'll be just fine. Yeah, they have a global brand. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that they may not make it out of this because yeah. it's it's one of those things where not just Brian, Carl, but there's another pastor here in Dallas yes. that had to step down, and there's more news about that. Mm-hmm. So to trust your family under that leadership's hard whenever there's not that much yes. drama out there. But shout out to Maggie. She went to the Hillsong United con- concert last night <laughs> in, uh, uh, here in Dallas, and she said it was full. So the, the, the Yeah. The awesome. appetite for their music, I think, will stay yeah. the same yeah. as long yeah. as they continue to put out good stuff. Yeah. But the but the name Hillsong in Houston associated with that, I don't know. It's got a it's got a little bit of a tarnish on it right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that they can they can pull out of that. But yeah. those are those are really weighty kinds of accusations. Yes. That's, that's yes. hard to get people to forget about. You have to do something great in order to get people to forget about it. it's like tiger woods he's yeah. playing the masters this weekend sure. there was a there was a time when the tiger was a mess mm-hmm. and you didn't think he was ever going to play again he yeah. didn't play for a long time but Absolutely. now he's playing the masters again and if you start getting back on track and, and you start doing things yeah and, and and the church aspect of it you know getting back to a place where you're committed to the right things mm-hmm. yeah. over a long period of time mm-hmm. there's a chance for restoration yeah uh, but the, the the world will always use that against you yeah. there'll always yeah. be headlines yeah uh, you know former church pastor, former disgraced pastor, yeah. whatever they want to put on there. Right. That's always sure. the lens that they see it through. So that's, that's what's so hard about it is you're giving uh, ammo to the enemy just to use against you. Great. Yeah. Great talk about Hillsong. <laughs> okay. I want to talk shop. Yeah. I want to talk shop about, because uh, Andrew is a genius in the world of, of YouTube and, and video yeah. world, and, and y'all have a, a business uh, doing wedding photography and wedding vi- videos. I don't know your aspect of of that world. I, I think I feel so like I you're a genius as well. I actually taught this guy how to video say. edit. <laughs> I feel like you're the, you're an also a genius. So I want to hear. I don't know about that. The, the technical but. background of of what you're doing. I mean, I know at EXO what you do, but mm-hmm. but behind the scenes, I mean, what, what what is your company like? How do you build it? How do y'all run it together? Yeah. So um, Andrew learned. Mm. Well, I learned how to video edit in about high school and then kept going from there as a necessity with my job. I needed to edit some videos, some social. I did a lot of uh, social media for work for a long time, a lot of web copy, web editing, all the website management stuff. And so Andrew learned how to edit videos years ago and quickly excelled at it and way past me. He knows I mean, how to do anything and everything you could possibly want. He's a very gifted (laughs) editor. Um, So I just let him (laughs) do anything video-wise, truly. So he is the king at that. I might, like, quickly cull through and, like, go through some footage. Mm -hmm. Um, I 
handle all of social media content creation, uh, come up with a lot of ideas of like what to do, talk about, see. I'm a planner through and through. Mm. I am wildly obsessed with (laughs) trip planning. (laughs) Just planning in general. You tell me you're planning to go to Starbucks. I can research the menu for you. I love research. Sometimes Uh, it's not even trips that you are planning to go on oh my god yeah oh um, i wonder what it would be like to have a trip to whatever and you start planning sure (laughs) we're going to uruguay now and i can tell you exactly how to do it in about a week so that's that's my contribution yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's super we we have a really nice back and forth with that kind of thing because we have uh she plan i have i do all the pre-work he does all the (laughs) post-work no clue what we're doing i like we're going to paris Mm -hmm. at this date that's all i know uh, just yeah. generally, I mean, w- I know maybe the major milestones, but she has planned everything. She's got the tickets. She knows that down to the precise time when we're getting into the like Uber or Lyft before, like when we get to the airport. So she's very detailed. She has a very detailed itinerary. And I, I take the time most weekends to edit the videos together. Um, just kind of we, we enjoy watching travel vloggers. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've tried to replicate kind of a style of that. And it's, it's been fun. It's, it's a learning curve. We, we didn't really make the channel public to friends and family for two or three months. Wanted to warm it up a little bit mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We wanted to get comfortable enough yeah. to, I mean, it, it, it's hard to like film yourself in the middle of a crowd. We didn't realize how awkward that would be. And I think it's even more awkward in America (laughs) to film. Like if we're going down New Orleans, because like we're clearly speaking English as is everyone else. But if we're in the middle of France and not everyone is speaking English, I don't really care what I'm saying. Yeah, that is a a weird vibe. So how how did you overcome that? I mean, that would be awkward to have people around you just staring at you like this while you're talking about something. It's lots of practice, honestly. Like before we started doing it on the road or on the plane, we would awkwardly sit down in our living room and just talk to each other with the camera on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, okay, well, so we got this thing going on. And then um, a lot of times I'll like make notes or take notes of like, say if we're going to see the Champs-Élysées, like what there is to know about that Mm -hmm. and whatever. So we'll have a little bit of context so I don't just like stare at it and blabber like an idiot <laughs> have a little bit of context of what we're looking at so we can also share like tips or advice or things mm-hmm. to know yeah. yeah so the so the vlog the travel vlog it's uh it's andrew and kate is that the mm-hmm. yeah the channel title yep uh so what was your first video what was your and the, you might have had a first video but what was your really like your your first one that you put out there you're like we're proud of this this is what i want to do our first hit was in finland yes our first video was in vegas that was our yes. f- very first Ooh. try Let's just like that call one? that, that one, one a try. Bad. Why? That was our first vlog experience, oh, um, so our bad. travel vlog experience. We, we tried our best. <laughs> yeah, we tried our best. We we didn't come up with a good story. Yeah. We we flew to Vegas and we knew we were just gonna try. We're yeah. just gonna do this thing and See we're, what happens. we're gonna try. And we didn't end up making any video for it because it no. was total randomness and just didn't you've got so much to work with though in vegas (laughs) i know right (laughs) so it's like we just got a bunch of b-roll footage and didn't get any will casinos let you film inside oh yeah we did it anyway do whatever you want (laughs) yeah um, so the the yeah i could have i could have y'all should have talked shop with me i would have told y'all eight different things y'all probably could have done (laughs) yeah yeah. that would have been fun yeah uh so so vegas 
was not a good one. No. Yeah. But Finland was the first yes. one. Finland was the first hit for yeah. sure. We went to, um, flew into Helsinki from Dallas and then went up to Rovaniemi, which is like very northern Finland where you can see like northern lights. It's mm-hmm. technically Santa Claus's mm-hmm. hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, so cute stuff up there. Shout and out to Santa Claus. Shout, shout out, out to Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. <laughs> we met him. We know him. We know him. <laughs> Slow <laughs> on the boat. That's Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> Um, so that one, I mean, it's just a really interesting subject, but I think you could also see with us, we had practiced a little bit more. We'd gone to like Oklahoma city and some other smaller places to like get used to vlogging more often. So we had taken a few like 24 hour trips to practice pretty much. So by the time we were there, we're quite a bit more comfortable. And then we were just so excited to be there. And I think that translated on camera as well as like, I had a moment where I was literally like staring at Santa Claus village and I started tearing up and I'm like, hmm. what is this? But mm-hmm. like, I just looked at it for so long on Pinterest and things. Cause I'm such a travel planner by nature. Yeah. So, so when you study other vloggers, yeah. cause, I, cause I've seen, I know some of them in, in, uh, real life, you know, the vloggers and then you see uh-huh. them on camera, they do have to act to some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be like the storyline. Yes. There's gotta be, nobody wants to watch. There's always these, uh, Instagram stories where they're like, Real life versus mm-hmm. yeah. uh, vlogging yeah. life, mm-hmm. and it's so, so, something like uh, I made the bed this morning, and then the, the, the vlogging life. Oh, like, Y'all, I just got to tell you uh-huh. that yes. this morning yes. I woke up and I got in, I just had this energy to make my bed, but I did it so special, <laughs> and they have to have like this amazing story yes. about how they made their bed, yes. uh, and those those are always funny to me. Uh, but it, you have to yeah. do it. You have to play the YouTube game. Absolutely, because yep. uh, mm-hmm. everyone that plays it well, uh, we talked about this, but. Mr. Beast was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he talked about how he was just obsessive about why YouTube videos made uh, made it big, why mm. they made it yeah. viral or whatever. And so he would just obsess over the, over the why of it. And then he started playing that game where everything from the thumbnail to the titling to everything, it makes yep. a difference. Oh, yep. yeah. And it d- totally makes a difference in the energy level. And he was saying um, that that's this is also brought to you by Essential Water. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the, the caps will roll off the table. But, um, <laughs> Uh, he was saying that for a while they that he wants to make the show random. Did y'all watch this episode of Joe Rogan podcast? No, I don't think so. Do you know who Mr. Beast is? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, uh, my kids know he is. <laughs> that's how. That's how I know. Oh yeah. Uh, so he said that because the videos he wanted to have real people mm. in these scenarios where it's like everyone's touching a Lamborghini, the last one with their hand off wins it. Yeah. Sure. But he would find in certain of those contests that, that when the the winner won, they were so boring. They would just be like. Cool, thanks. Yep. So he wanted to, they did more casting, mm-hmm. there was more effort involved into making sure the right people in the room, still random, but yeah. but produced. Yeah. So the same thing for y'all's vlog. I would mm-hmm. imagine that there's some element of going to Andrew going, dude, do you need an espresso? Let's, let's get some more energy, <laughs> yes. buddy. We Come literally on. had that conversation <laughs> in Paris Plus. Yes. Um, but he was oh. at that, we were so jet lagged. We had just landed. We went back to the hotel for like a quick nap and then we went out to we're like we're gonna film and go to the uh, Notre Dame and huge everyone knows Notre Dame and this dude was trying his best Mm. but we were so (laughs) tired and he was like and we've got the Notre Dame and it had you know zero energy because we had zero energy and we're like this just isn't even worth including I mean you just like after that long of travel and then we just go out instantly and try to hit the road you know yeah like put on like I mean, you have to present something. You have to be somewhat excited about Mm -hmm. what you're looking at. And it's Notre Dame and it's in under construction. And I'm like, it's, it's here. It's, (laughs) it's great. Whatever. (laughs) But it's like, we, so we literally just walked across the street to get a crepe because 
that segment wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah. And we took a nap yeah. and then we went out to look at yeah. the Eiffel Tower after that. And, and it was much better. We've got all of his sparkle sass yeah. about the Eiffel Tower <laughs> from there. But there are so many moments where like either off camera, you're like, wow, this is cool. And then, oh, hold on. Let me repeat that again. Lots yes. of basically retakes of your own life. Yeah. Uh, feels weird, but it looks better that way. Well, you got <laughs> you to know that the end, end user appreciates all of that hard yeah. work yeah. you put in there. So I want to show a clip of the... Uh, uh, of the one from Paris. And Bonjour and bienvenue à Paris. We are Andrew These are all original the shots of y'all's. Yeah. Yep. Vacation days to travel as much no B-roll. No, no, no stock footage. No stock footage. From Dallas to the City of Lights for an extended weekend adventure. And how do you feel about your voices? Do you love After your voices? My voice is fine. You both have great voices. <laughs> For a light brunch for Sometimes they get really like, like this shot right there. That's, that's that's great. That's It's like I'm watching Yum. That place is good. <laughs> uh, food and wine travel edition. Oh thanks. After we refueled, we couldn't wait to visit the incredible Musée Rodin, home to most of Rodin's greatest sculptures, such as the Thinker, which Museum is the most well known. That's what I think Kiss, is great about this because y'all both know how to do the cinematography side of it. You know, yeah. how to direct it, you know, how to shoot the shots. So it comes across uh, very well produced, but not too much. Yeah, yeah. Andrew that's makes it cool. Yeah. Dial it down enough to where it doesn't feel like you're watching uh, something that's too polished, but it's, but it's pleasing to the eye. When I was watching, I watched pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> uh, this is entertaining. I didn't yeah. realize I was yeah, going to be so entertaining. So this one was about, uh, well I thought this one was the one that I watched that was about the, uh, the, the travel lounges. Mm. The, the oh, that was the one before. That was, where were we going? Uh, France. Well, yeah. it was going to France. It was the Capital One lounge okay. in DFW. Okay. Yeah, we, that was a travel, that was our first um, travel to vlog. So mm -hmm. that was, that's actually harder to do yeah. because we, when we're in Paris, we were like, there's things to go do and there's mm -hmm. things like to talk about. But when you're just experiencing the airport, you're experiencing the travel, it's that harder to awkward. like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do I talk about on an airplane or what do I talk yeah. about? Like, do people care about the, the travel part of it? And people do. It's mm -hmm. one of our pretty good videos. I mean, it's doing pretty well. So, um, I yeah. think it's interesting. A, a lot of people don't have access to that world or, or yeah. yeah it's all about how you pres present it mm -hmm. you know did a good job of going oh hey this is a cool feature here or hey they have a little yogurt parfaits over here. i don't remember yeah. what it was but <laughs> yeah. something like that <laughs> probably that's uh, crazy you know <laughs> how to plan a vacation that was a tip video yeah we don't do as it's many tip videos anymore <laughs> so andrew and kate i want you guys to get more subscribers and more followers but for the young people out there and, and for the older people for 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 somebody like me going to paris for the weekend Seems crazy. Maybe I could do it. Maybe I could whisk Stephanie totally, away. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I think I've been in a little bit of a state of shock with travel since since COVID, sure, and I don't want to. I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money just to feel like like I'm not vaccinated. So how yeah. do I get to Paris? That's yeah. what, that's in my mind. You know, that's the feeling you get yeah. now with travel. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just not a fun experience. Y'all made it look fun. Y'all made me want to go to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the world's less scary than it sounds on the news, truly. Yeah. Uh, just like if people are coming from Europe to here, it you're met online with, oh, there's these travel restrictions. You have to have this test and whatever. And okay, you might have to test. That kind of stinks. Yeah. But you get here. Are we masked currently? Mm -hmm. Are we doing whatever? Yeah. You know, everybody, it's kind of more up to the person at this point in a lot of places. There's like mm -hmm. initial restrictions, but then everybody's tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you're getting to a travel destination, like it's just going to be 
people aren't as different as you think they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, even in Finland during, oh, when was that? that we uh, November of 21. November yeah. 21. It, Finland, Had I no mean, masks. outside no yeah. mask, like it was really pretty casual in mm-hmm. general. So, I mean, the testing overall, I wish we would have known some of the testing situations yeah. because testing coming back to the U.S. and was initiated <clears throat> and the cost coming to get tests could be very expensive. Yeah. It was Testing's almost as now much part of our travel flight. budget because it's about $200 for a lot of destinations yeah, for us so to get back to America. We're excited for that to end. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do that automatically at the airport or anything? You have to, you have oh, to, you have to pay for it. it. And we're even behind Canada on that. So yeah, time to get on it. Wow. <laughs> Europe hasn't had that for a very long time. No. So we're going to Spain on went next Wednesday night. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> you don't have to test to get into there, but you do have to test to get back into America. Where are you going to Spain? Uh, we are flying into Madrid and then going to Barcelona. I loved mm-hmm. Barcelona. Yeah. Oh, nice. well, we had the Exo Cruise. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And we started in Barcelona and it was it was great. And the food was amazing. The sangrias are amazing. <laughs> it's like when you go to Hawaii. Yeah. You get it sure. to get a Mai Tai in Hawaii because the pineapple juice, everything is just so fresh. It's yeah. amazing. Same thing. Coming up. Are you even old enough to drink? (laughs) Uh, But the food there was great. Just the whole vibe. And again, you think of Barcelona, you see the news. Sometimes you hear about, you know, the the crime rate or whatever Mm -hmm. there in Madrid. Yep. I, I just loved it. We that's would go awesome. back in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, good to so hear. I'm glad you're going there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. excited. That's the next big adventure. Yeah. Um, mostly before summer hits. Mm-hmm. Summer, it's just everyone's traveling, so prices go up like crazy. So yeah. we, we're very specific about not um, traveling by where we want to go, but by who has the best deals. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we didn't really have like Finland in in mind, but it had the best deal. We like found two hundred and eighty dollar flights to Finland over Thanksgiving break. Wow! Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. So, so I mean, we go based off of deal based instead of date and location. And mm, so, you know, if us. you have dreams in mind of places you want to go, and that's the way to make it um, definitely more affordable and more doable for the weekend. It sounds insane to go to Paris for like four days, but truly, for most cities, you only need about three. Mm-hmm. People take these really long vacations and kind of pretend they're relaxing, but travel, you have to make so many decisions all the time. You're just constantly either solving a problem or making a decision, which, you know, it's more fun than that. But I mean, in logistically, that's what yeah. you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, taking shorter trips, you uh, don't exhaust yourself and get. I mean, it's exhausting, but you don't get too used to it or too overwhelmed with making decisions constantly. Where we're going to eat, you know, if you're doing a 10 day trip, that's three meals a day. You're making 30 mm-hmm. meal decisions. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a podcast just yesterday that was saying they were on a nine day trip and we got so tired of eating out. And it's like, oh, that kind of takes the joy out of travel yeah. at that rate. But doing it for, for the, the vlog and for the YouTube channel. Does it take some of the joy out as well? Are you are you are you finding yourself missing the moment because you're worried about the shot? an in-between I think yeah. like we we do try I I have a hard time probably more than she does in general just um like setting down the, like there's always an opportunity to get b-roll there's always an opportunity to get an extra shot but she like makes sure to like hey like in, enjoy this a little mm. bit like we're here and it's really exciting we've like, got enough b-roll <laughs> yeah we've got enough b-roll we've got let's plenty. just be in the market yes yeah, yeah. so let's just enjoy it yeah. but because it's kind of a balance because it's like something we've we want to do and we're but it's also something that we're like 
tasked to do. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're trying to build this channel and trying to grow it. So it's just part of traveling for us now. And I think how we've quickly learned to make it more enjoyable is we'll only plan like two to three really technical things to do. And then if we get to do any more, then that's just bonus points and we get to have more fun or take longer or whatever. That's what building in time is is a good solution there. Mm -hmm. Cause I would, I would probably be more like Andrew and wanting to obsess over getting the yeah. right amount yeah. of footage and worrying that I'm going to miss the moment. Yeah. Right. And so overdoing it instead of just having some space to, to enjoy the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paris, for crying out loud, it's, it's a romantic yeah, city. Yeah, right. Exactly. Even you're from Iowa, <laughs> you can kiss under the Eiffel Tower. Right. Come on. I mean, how exciting is that? <laughs> uh, no, that's good. The the so that you also do weddings though, right? Am I am I wrong on that? Don't y'all do? We some, used to do wedding videos. We used to do wedding um, videos. Now if it's the right person, ministry, so I was just gonna it. give a shout yeah. out there too. Yeah. And I think that's probably how. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably how and why we learned what's too much B-roll and what's not because you're yeah, at a wedding totally. for twelve hours at a time and there's only so much dancing you can film. You know, so. <laughs> wedding videos are the most expensive thing. Oh yeah. Oh. And I would think so that expensive. it's the most stressful thing for the videographers because you. Do not want to mess up that. Yeah. You don't get you don't the bride walking down the aisle. You're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're dead. So you got the that mom. was always my job of mom like, I'm going to get the brides coming down and he's going to get the groom's reaction. Yes. Because you got to have both because you want to see both in the video. Right. And yeah. yeah. Oh, the stress of if I drop this camera, yeah. or if a battery dies or anything happens, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's up there and I'm making sure like, is that right? Red light on to make yeah. sure it's recording. And it's like, I'm double checking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The stress yeah. of it all. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. not, it's not so. fun. When we got married, it was 1998. Um, the, the videographer, his name was, well, his name was, I don't want to tell his name. Uh, he was a friend of my, my wife's parents. Great guy, but he kind of did it on the side. And this was way before technology mm. was advanced. So our first video was on VHS, right? Sure. And we had to transition it over to a, a, a DVD at some point. But the it was just awful. It was just every, every part of it was awful. <laughs> just the transitions oh, no. and, yeah. and him trying to make it fun. Yeah. You know, some of the, the, the techniques you could do back then. So I'm jealous anytime I see any kind of wedding video from today. Everything looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, <laughs> Little the mini movies. Yes, yeah. it is. And the, just the drone footage. Mm-hmm. And you've got gotta all these sweeping shots. Yeah. you got to have it. Yep. Uh, so it's, it's just a different world. But I would still say that if you don't know what you're doing, you can ruin the moment very yes. quickly for, yeah. for somebody's important day. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. I would rather be vlogging. Yeah. Than yeah. It's a little less Same. stressful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Andrew's uh, on, on the team here. And a lot of times uh, he probably tells you this. We, 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 I go in there and go, okay. Um, my dad's going to do an end times video. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is, this is the teaching. What do we title it? How yep. do we, how do we, how do mm-hmm. we make this thing seem like it's YouTube worthy? Yep. So he's, that's why I call him a genius because he knows uh, a lot about the the way to get the maximum impact for for the videos that we do um, uh, on the marriage side and on the end time side. Yeah. The, the end time side of what we do, my dad does, is is kind of a, a curveball for the team sometimes mm-hmm. because you know, they're, they're cranking out conferences, they're doing stuff for EXO now, mm-hmm. they're doing stuff for the EXO marriage YouTube channel. And then it's like the Antichrist is coming. You know? <laughs> yep. And how do you pivot off of what Keep you're your doing? Keep your marriage alive until then. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. right. But pull out all the hearts and put in all the you know, fire. Uh-huh. And, and the heart of everything that we do here is to see see that it has the maximum exposure sure. so that more people can get ministry from it. But on YouTube specifically, you got to design it a certain way, just like y'all mm-hmm. are doing. So that's, but that's, that's kind of the fun part for me sometimes is yeah. just figuring out how to, 
change certain things so that more people see it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's the part I literally have to look away on because he knows what works on YouTube and I cannot stand the way it looks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Doing like Instagram curation and everything's got to be like beautiful and like really aesthetic. And then he's coming up with these big, almost comic sans type letters. Mm-hmm. And is this worth it or whatever yeah, yeah. nonsense and youtube is its own he'll make thing. his own thumbnails and he'll be like what do you think and i'm like i'm it, just put it up just yep. don't ask me yep. <laughs> yeah you just have to yeah it's just like a grocery store um like right when you're going to the register and you got all the candy you've got tons <laughs> of candy it's like what's gonna cause you to grab one specific candy over another sure. and it's like I mean, it's the it's the title and it's that that thumbnail. So both are super important. And I mean, you just obsess over it. And that, that's what these YouTubers do all the time is obsess over these things. Since you're in the media department, yeah, um, media. that's my wake up alarm <laughs> that just went off on on B Rock's phone. So shout out to B Rock. We're in a Masters hat. The Masters is on this weekend. Yeah, we're having a watching party. Yeah, nice. a little, bit tomorrow. little putting contest tomorrow. Yeah, nice. Um, is Andrew a golfer? No. I've done it a few times, but no. <laughs> he can go with his brother. But yeah, I yeah. just learned that that he's sassy after dark. Yep. Oh so I don't. After hours, I don't Andrew. know this. He's the sassiest man alive. He's so snark. Yeah. So snarky. <laughs> I think everybody thinks I'm super quiet, and then when I say something yeah. snarky or whatever, it, they, it just your, surprises them. Your award that you mentioned earlier was correct. He is the nicest man. Like truly, if people are like, what is he like? I'm like, he like genuinely, even being married to him, being with him for so long, he is so nice. Like at his core, he's a very nice, kind human. Oh. Um, but he not a huge talker. And so people just think like that's all he is is just nice. <laughs> and this guy's got some snarky. snarky takes or sassy opinions. <laughs> and that's if good. you're close enough, you sarcasm is my love language. Oh so yeah. I, but, <laughs> but so from nine to five, you don't get that from him. Right. Yeah. So it's what's, what's what's even yeah, what's even more amazing is that he can turn that off and on. Sure. Because I would I would have way too many times during the day where I would want to make a snarky comment. Yeah. I do. Uh, just because I, I enjoy it. You have to be careful with sarcasm and snark yeah. because yes. there's a fine line between funny and, and insulting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's it's fine line. And, and, and in our marriage, yeah. both yeah. Steph and I are both sarcastic. Nice. Um, I think it was the other day, our kids, because we're sarcastic, our kids are sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And it just got just mean like just all of a sudden it was fun and then it was all of a sudden it was like too far too far yeah too far it's just then it was like we got to cut this out yeah and, and i don't know how to i don't know <laughs> how to humor is it turns it into is. a roast yeah. it, does, it does uh but it's probably not good for the psychology of my eight-year-old and, uh, but he's one of the best ones at it yeah yeah he's, he's, he's awesome at it uh, we had the mediation certification course this morning that's why i'm mm-hmm. wearing this work a little more fancy this this this, uh, this fine Thursday and, uh, and you were there and yep. uh, I opened it up and, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily an uh, extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. So whenever I'm talking or whatever, I have to turn it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but do y'all find like you, that's natural state for y'all? Is that, was that what being on camera? Cause you we feel natural. We are both introverts. I am very, very much an introvert. I, yeah. you know, I'm totally fine with being social and nice and like so what's to, driving you to get do to that? know people. That's not, that's not introvert. Behavior. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've also always done music. Like I mentioned earlier and being on stage, being on camera has never been an issue. People think that's like a really extrovert thing to do. That's the least personal thing you can do yeah. is talk to a machine or be on stage away from thousands of people. But you're putting yourself out there. 
for yeah. people. But to I don't see. have to talk to you one yeah. on one. Yeah. <laughs> Still, the, the the maybe it's privacy more than it is yeah. Uh, yeah. being a, an extrovert because I'm just a very private person. Yeah. But also, I'm not always comfortable. I don't do a lot on Instagram. I, I feel mm-hmm. like I need to do more, but it's just not my personality to open up the app and be like, yo, what's up guys? Yeah. Just hanging out today. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you for a minute. Maybe that's just because I'm wired differently and how I want to communicate. But being on camera, I'm much more comfortable being behind the scenes than in front of people yeah. just naturally mm-hmm. yeah. doing the pot show, doing this, the sorts of things. I like it. I enjoy it. I want to do it, but I'm also, this is not my comfort zone. Yeah. So, I, I want to get outside my comfort zone. That's why I'm doing it. So I just wanted yeah. to know if this was outside your comfort zone, if something that you were born to do or something that you've kind of grown to love. Yeah. It, it was really one of those things that it's, we just have everything but being on camera. Mm-hmm. Like we, I edit, she plans, uh, she does travel and tourism marketing. So it's like we had everything to make a travel vlog. We watch them mm-hmm. all the time. So it's like, we had we everything we're doing. but being on camera. Yeah. So it's like that's if that's the only thing we have to learn and that's the only yeah. thing we have to try to push ourselves to be, that's what we're going to do mm-hmm. like to do this and that's that's why we kind of started doing it. And it's a bit of curation as well. Same thing with like what social always is is you want to present XYZ so that's what I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to yeah. show you Andrew sleeping with his mouth open on the plane because that's what he does. Or <laughs> like if you, you know we're Just, jet lagged and yeah. a little like you know too snarky with each other or something like that so that's not quite what you show all the time but um to practice being able to be on camera and be on and be present in that moment is also good to not like think ahead about what everything else can do Mm -hmm. so it it, like forcibly brings you back into the moment which is kind of cool um but it's not i wouldn't say it's a natural thing Mm -hmm. but it's definitely a practice thing but i what keeps me going is being able to help other people know they can pull this off too and to be able to share like this is more approachable than you think and so if i can make myself more approachable than i think i can then i can show other people that travel is more approachable than there's a lot of fear in travel yeah like there's there's just a lot of people that just don't think they can travel they don't they because they don't speak english or they don't um use the same money or they like Mm -hmm. there's so many things like that that people are fearful of like just not having communication, not having whatever, but there's so many tools now to make travel easier. I mean, you can oh, use yeah. Google Translate, you can, uh, there's, what is it, Google Lens will mm-hmm. actually take a picture of a menu and translate it into mm. English so and handy. just show you exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, there's, I mean, you can go to your bank accounts online, you can mm-hmm. go everything. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not as much to worry about. Like we use um, WAG for our dogs okay. while we're away. Trusted house sitters too. Yeah, trusted house sitters too. And it's just, we can monitor our pets from Paris. Mm -hmm. And that's what, where technology is taking it to be much easier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we have random people come stay at our house while we're gone to watch our. They've been background checked. Yeah. But. That's what trusted house is. Yeah. You go to Harry Hines and just pull a few random people off the street. Yeah, yeah. Make a sign, watch like my it, dog. Kind of. I'm a little in, like, I get a little insecure about it, but it's like <laughs> they they have good reviews. I mean, we make sure that like their application process mm-hmm. is great, and they just you know most of the time they're retired and they just take care of the dog, and while yeah. we're like tripping for the weekend, so. 
That's, Super fun. That's that's probably outside of my comfort zone too. But uh, no, <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do think y'all are inspiring a lot of people. I really, I'm 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 so proud of the channel y'all have put together. I'm so excited to see it. I was excited to talk to y'all today about it because I, I feel like um, it is a uh, it's it's going to inspire people to travel, but it's also going to inspire people to do kind of what you're doing, which is yeah. start to get out there and tar- start talking about their travels and, and putting stuff out there. The the YouTube space is endless. I mean, you can oh, yeah. you can have, you can find your own tribe. You can build your own little yeah. uh, community on on YouTube, and it's so big and so so expansive mm-hmm. that uh, you really anyone can, can do it. Yeah. Uh, but I think y'all are doing it the right way, and y'all are, y'all's message is good, and y'all do a good job in jumping and dancing and uh, you know <laughs> yeah. uh, explaining things very well. Uh, I just I just give y'all all, all sorts of kudos. Thanks for, thanks for being on the show today. I know this was uh, a little bit of, of a last minute thing that we rescheduled uh, because I was I was this is only our fifth show. Yeah, Maggie, this mm-hmm. is our fifth show. Yep. So this is nice. Yeah, we're working on things. I feel like this is one of our best ones yet. Yeah, yeah. thanks. It's been fun. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's yeah. good chat. Enjoyed it. Good talk with you. Yeah, I uh, really do encourage everyone out there listening, everyone watching, to uh, subscribe to the channel. You'll love mm-hmm. the content, and uh, of course, subscribe to all of our EXO marriage stuff yes. too, because yeah. Andrew's. Fingerprints all over that yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll see that one grow. That's all of them. That's super fun. Thanks to our non-sponsors, Topo Chico and Essential Water. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>